Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Be Mitch Finley, 1067 The Fan. Time to get ready for some football. Are you ready for some football? A Saturday night party. Uh, to help us break down Eagles Giants, we're going to the city of brotherly love. So y'all play jump, jump. Y'all play this song like a teenage song for this old dude coming up. Hey, why you got to take shots at Gunner? He's not. Even, we haven't even said hello. Hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. See, I understand this with Gunner because Lafield normally plays songs to match up with who we have coming on, and Criss Cross was like thirteen when they made that song. Yeah, but see, they they already know that I'm still. <laughs> Young in spirit. I, I got, I'm just trying to see what's going on. Certainly. Now I was trying. Now I was trying to jump, jump when I heard the music playing in the background while you do, you guys were doing an intro. Mm-hmm. In a ma- in a matter of five seconds, <laughs> I tweaked my ankle, my knee, and my right hip. So, <laughs> so that, that was my my body. My body said go, but my mind said no. <laughs> and, and still go shooting eighty three. I bet. <laughs> Uh, Gunner, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Everybody, uh, you can give him a follow at Real D Gun. Um, let, let's start with just kind of an update on the Eagles. You know, they got the bye, so we haven't seen them. Where is Hurts? I know they had some offensive line issues. How, how are the Eagles looking right now? As of right now, from what I've been told, all systems are go with Jalen Hurts. Uh, no limitations. Uh, he threw at practice uh, yesterday. He'll throw again today. Um, you know, so that's good for Eagles fans. Uh, as for right tackle, pro bowler Lane Johnson, uh, he's going to play through this uh, torn groin muscle thing. He knows he needs surgery uh, once the season is over. But Lane is as tough as they come. And 85% of Lane on that right side is better than the other option they had over there with Jack Driscoll. <laughs> so hopefully Lane can hold up the entire game because twice now he's had to uh, leave games because of this injury. He initially uh, injured it in Chicago, and he re-aggravated again a few games later. So he's had the extra week to heal up, um, and, and so hopefully he's good to go there for the, for the duration. Now, wh- the biggest one is getting C.J. Gardner-Johnson back at safety. Yeah. And we noticed the last game, you know, the Eagles played their starters against the, the giant scrub and the, the scrubs in the regular season finale, and we noticed that they dropped C.J. down a lot uh, to the to the slot corner because their regular slot corner uh, Avante Maddox has a serious toe injury. He's not uh, Maddox is not going to play this week. There's just a slight possibility he'll be ready next week. But because they like this kid Reed Blankenship on the back end of safety, they feel comfortable with him back there, which allows CJ to move down in the slot 
And, you know, when you look at this team overall, they are so deep and so versatile at so many positions. And here we are standing the second round of the playoffs, and they are probably the healthiest team standing in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. So what is the what is the vibe for the Eagles? Because the last month of the season really kind of went – I mean, they were dominant. They were the best team in football for probably, right. you know, week one – Till the middle of December, and then all of a sudden, it seemed like it, it, it just completely got away from them. A lot of that was hinged on Hertz going hurt, down, right? So, w- what is just the vibe with with the birds? That this team is poised to make a Super Bowl run, um, and they feel the fan base here, the media here, feels that having the the, the Super Bowl run through their backyard gives them a decided advantage. Um, even if once they get past the Giants, and, and I'm not one of these fans who just overlook an opponent, but I just think the Eagles' talent on both sides of the football is so superior to the Giants. The Giants have had a great run, uh, but I just think the dry, Giants' road ends here. So whether, whether they play Dallas or 49ers, that's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, Dallas, Dak Prescott is on the Eagles. He's something like 8-1 and one all-time against the Eagles. And we all know about the 49ers. I think the 49ers are the only team in the NFC that can stand up uh, and slug it out with a team like Philadelphia. Uh, physicality, a talent across the board on that team as well. Obviously, if you play the 49ers and Eagles in the NFC Championship game, the big question mark is, can this rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, rise to the occasion, the pressure of a game of that magnitude, one step away from getting to the Super Bowl, although he has done a tremendous yes, job up to this point. I mean, this, and, and, and guys, I talk about this so many times on my show, Sports Take, with uh, Rob Ellis and Barrett Brooks. I said, you, it, this is not about an individual. The, the Kyle Shanahan system is about the system. You know, you, you're down to a number three quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant. The dude hit the ground running in a crucial game against Miami mm-hmm. and played like he's been playing all year, and they've been rolling ever since. So it's, it's been phenomenal. So getting back to your initial question, though, everybody here in this, this region feels that there's no way the Giants come in here and get this team. And because they have that NFC Championship game here, they're going to the Super Bowl this season. Now, and wow. I, li- I liken it to the run uh, Imagine back in, feel like that. in 2002 when Donovan was hurt, Corey yep. got hurt, and then A.J. Feely yep. came in. And I remember Stephen A. Smith saying we weren't going to win nothing, but I'd say take A.S. Take his uh, initials and rearrange when you know what he was dealing with. But anyway, <laughs> uh, AJ went on a run because, you know, he had a, a team around him. I remember telling him against that friend, just do your job. Just get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. And I think, you know, this kid has that ability. But when you look at the Eagles without a Jalen Hurts or with Jalen, let's say with Jalen, they have to prepare for him more than anything. And I think yes. Gardner Minshew does a good job. But nobody's preparing for him to run the football, which makes no. it easier to to deal with their offense. Absolutely, you know the element that Jalen Hurts brings to this offense drives defensive coordinators nuts uh, because they will call scripted run plays for him. He runs at RPO. He can drop back in a, in a moment and throw it. You know, if you try to take a way to run, you know, you've got AJ Brown running in one slot, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. You know, um, they have two thousand yard receivers and a thousand yard rusher. What was the last time we saw that? That's okay, good. so this is a complete back in uh, uh, nineteen ninety one. 
91. Okay? Washington. You know, when, <laughs> yeah, when you were about, at that time you were about 48, right? I mean, anyway. That's what Beamish had forward, a mustache. <laughs> and an afro and wearing a Nehru jacket. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, this is offense is as complete offense as you're going to find in the National Football League. And Jalen is not just a quarterback. He's not a big guy. Jalen is one of the strong. He's like a running back playing quarterback with the quarterback attributes and then some. This dude is as physical as they come. You know, we, we always bring up the fact that when he was at Oklahoma, this dude squatted 600 pounds. Yes. How many quarterbacks you know can squat 600 pounds? You know, that's just how long his lower body strength is. Right. I know a yeah. former one that used to do it. Really? Doug Williams? Nah, Doug little, Williams. This Joe, Joe Theismann? This little thicker he, dude over here. He's trying to brag about himself, <laughs> Gunner, and I'm trying to not. Hey, it's not bragging when you've done it, huh, Gunner? I mean, that's done. Now you're right. Yeah. You're right. If it's in the, if it's in the record books, it's done. Six one five. Um, but see, the, the, but the thing is, guys. Here's the thing. Now I don't know how coy this team's trying to be about the shoulder injury. You know, the guys I talk to on the inside tell me he's fine. He's ready to go. But the fact that they kept him out of two games, and if you look at that last regular season game, they didn't run any RPOs. They didn't call any scripted running plays for him. Uh, anytime he was under pressure, he didn't try to turn up and run. He he floated to the outside trying to buy more time, and then he threw the ball um, out of bounds. So, obviously, at that point, shoulder still wasn't 100% right. The fact that he's had additional time to get ready bodes well for him. But I also still wonder, is that shoulder 100% healthy? And, you know, you call X amount of scripted plays, and all of a sudden he starts shooting up the middle. He's, it's open season on him. Uh, he knows how yeah, to those, get down, Those linebackers and 49ers will come. That's right. But, they're, they're waiting, you know, so, right, so it's going to be interesting. Gunner, you're looking right past the Giants then, not worried about Saturday night. Here's the thing I worry about the Giants. If the Giants follow a similar script to what um, New Orleans did a couple of weeks ago, uh, ago against this team, control the clock, run the football, pick up three, five, six yards here, keep that offense, Eagles offense off the field, this game will be a lot closer than fans want it to be here. And the Giants don't have a lot, an abundance of talent on the offense. Let's face right. it, they've got some great storylines in that offense, but the marquee player in that offense is Saquon. And they took Saquon out of the game the first time they played them. Now, one thing I know about a Brian Dayball offense, and I said this on my show yesterday, he's running the similar kind of offense with the Giants as he ran in Buffalo, which entails a lot of gadgetry in that offense, misdirection. Mm-hmm. And they've done that throughout the season, which is a reason, one of the big reasons why this team is still standing now. I expect him to pull every trick out of the bag. They can run a lot of that Wildcat stuff with Daniel Jones, who's a freak of nature as well. He's not a skinny quarterback. It's a big dude who will lower his shoulder and take on a tackler. You know, so they have the personnel to run that type of offense. They don't have any blazers at wide receiver. The kid Isaiah Hodgins is, is an incredible story from where he was to where he is now. But outside of that, who do you worry about in the receiving core? They have a young up-and-coming tight end named Daniel Bellinger, but who do you really worry about as an offensive weapon outside of Daniel running the ball and Saquon? So if they can control the clock and keep Jalen Hurts and those guys on the bench, it's going to be a close game all the way. And then on the other side of the ball, you don't know what Wink Martindale's going to do. There's a reason why he's one of the most respective D coordinators in the game. Now, they blitzed over almost 42% of the time for most of the regular season. They called off the blitz against the Vikings, and it worked. They took Justin Jefferson out of the game. Right. You know, T.J. Hawkinson had a big game, but the, the big what, the big explosive plays didn't kill the Giants in that game, and lo and behold, they won it. 
So it's a great chess match in terms of, of how the, the Giants coaching staff and the Eagles coaching staff try to attack each other. It's going to be – I mean, the fact that it's Eagles-Giants and it's the NFC East and, and all of it is, is pretty fascinating that, I mean, there's a at least – there's a good chance we get an NFC East – NFC Championship game. I mean, it reminds me of the '90s. Um, you sound like a pretty confident guy here. You you think the Eagles will handle the G-Men Saturday night? What? I mean, what's the link going to be like? Goodness, that'll be oh, electric. Be Man, I've been there. Some I've been there for so many games, guys. And let me tell you something. These people are like foaming at the mouth about this game coming up Saturday night. Um, number one, because of the opponent. Number two because this team is getting healthy again, and, and number three, they only have to win two games to get to Glendale, Arizona. Right. And, you know, I, I tell, I keep telling people, don't don't overlook who that next opponent will be. You know, and I know Dallas played a trash Tampa Bay team on Monday night, but if that dude, Dak Prescott, plays flawless, that flawless game like he played Monday night here against this team, right? that's going to be a nail-biter. Dak, Dak owns the Eagles, you know. And that 49ers team is as physical as anybody in the NFL. And D'Amico Ryans, I've known D'Amico for a long time, and he learned his lesson well from Robert Sala. Um, th- that defense is going to be ready. And this kid, this kid Brock Purdy, is, is one of the best stories out there this year. But look at what they've did, done with the 49ers. John Lynch and those guys have done an incredible job of surrounding him with the necessary pieces to make him more comfortable, more viable, more fluid in that offense. They didn't change the offense for him. Mm-hmm. They let him go right away, which just completely shocks me. Normally, you guys know when a backup comes in, you only run certain plays. You know, he can't do what the starter does, so on and so forth. This kid's making the throws down the field. He scrambles to buy time. <laughs> it is crazy. He throws across his body. It's, it's, it's unf- it's he played four years of college. Throw. He has more experience than people really I think. I think he might have played five. That's true. That was four. He was a starter. He was a yeah. starter for four years yeah. at Iowa. Yeah, that makes a difference. Um, hey, Gunner, last it one, does. and this is a off topic, so forgive me, but I'm a weirdo. Um, Very much. Th- there is uh, there's real speculation down here that Josh Harris could buy the Commanders. Um, Harris is yeah. the owner of the Sixers. Have you interact? I, I mean, I know you're an Eagles guy, but I know you cover everything in Philly. Have you interacted with Harris at all? What is uh, what are what do kind of fans think of his ownership of the Sixers? Um, they, they love what he's done with the 76ers. I mean, this is the same guy who owns the New Jersey Devils also. Right. So if he buys Washington, he would have uh, two sports entities that are hated by Philadelphia fans. But because <laughs> of what he's done with the 76ers team, um, you know, I, you know, people initially, you know, grumble about it. But for the most part, they don't even think about it. You know, he's a D.C. native, which is, you know, makes sense. You know, uh, last last May, I believe it was, he put together – uh, an ownership group that was trying to buy the Denver Broncos. Right. Uh, they were willing to offer like $5 billion for Denver, but he also said that we're not going to get into a bidding war with anybody else. And uh, for whatever reason, they pulled out of that deal. <clears throat> but he's passionate about his roots. Um, and, and I think it's time. I think it's time for that franchise to be under new ownership, new direction. Um you know, uh, it would be a breath of fresh air. You know, I, I've, and I talked to B. Mitch about this, how I've heard that Washington fans say, well, if Daniel Snyder moves this team to Virginia, new stadium, I'm not driving to Virginia. First of all, yes, you are, because <laughs> you want to see the new stadium. Yeah. You're still a Washington fan. But I think the enthusiasm would, would increase tremendously 
under new leadership, new direction, if they if they built them a new practice facility, a new stadium, it, 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 flip, let's let's face it, football is a beast unlike any other sport on the planet. Yes, it is. Okay, and it's and it's the reason why they're the richest sports conglomerate on the planet. So uh, you know, Daniel Snyder, smart, get rid of the team, enjoy your mansion in Virginia, wherever you live, and ride off into the London. sunset with your profits. And okay, and right <laughs> off into the sunset with your profits. Okay, I mean, but Josh, but Josh Harris is a very passionate sports fan, and the fan fan base here in Philadelphia loves him. That I, landfill. Imagine having an I'm owner by that everybody the loves. Commanders. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's true. That, I'll let him deal with all that. Gunner, thank you so much, man. All right, dude. Um, appreciate appreciate you, your time, dude. Hey, man, anytime for you guys. Thank you. All everybody, right, give him a follow at Real D Gun. We will be right back. We got football all day talking Bills Bengals at 11 with Ryan O'Halloran. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. The NFL playoffs are heating up, and with FanDuel, every play is a rush. New customers join today so you can bet the divisional round with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code Brian. Listen, when you look at the $150 in free bets, I'll go straight to the Eagles and Giants game. You know, you may think the Giants are going to play it close. That's plus 7.5. Uh, if you think the Eagles are going to win the game, minus 7.5. Then you can just go with anything else. You can pick over, under, anything you like, and you can bet that with $150 in free bets. America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, with FanDuel, you can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code BRIAN. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old or present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable free bet that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.